Alright guys, welcome back. It's Fighting for Justice. I'm Dave. JJ. And Josh. And today we're going to continue our deep dive into um, you know, all things car accidents, insurance, and personal injury. And again, we'll be deferring a lot to our resident expert, Josh DeBay, who handles... Uh, who has handled you know many of these cases over the course of his career. Hundreds. And today specifically, it's going to be kind of focused on the do's and don'ts of what happens when you are in a car accident. Um, so we're just going to kick it right off, Josh. You know, we like to use this example. We use it in our last episode. You know, you're sitting at a stop sign or a stoplight. Somebody rear ends you. Um, what do you recommend to our listeners and viewers? What are some of the things you should be doing in that moment? Yeah, so a lot of this is is uh, going to be pretty. I, well, not a lot of it, but some of it I think would be pretty self-explanatory to our viewers and our listeners. At least I hope it would. But if you are in an accident um, and you're you're rear-ended, obviously the first thing you want to do is make sure you know make sure you're okay. Um, or you, you know, if you need immediate medical attention, then you got to make sure um, that you call nine one one or nine one one is contacted. Uh, the other thing that you want to do right away before you before you even get out of the car uh, is to contact police. Uh, you should call 911, report the accident, and give them lo- your location, how you're doing, and get them out there so they can do what they need to do in terms of uh, investigation and uh, you know keeping that ball rolling. So that's the most important thing to do. Once you get out, you know the you got to make sure that you uh, you know get the other drivers information, get their license, take pictures if you got your phone with you, get their license, get their insurance information because you likely are going to need that uh, at a later time, especially if it's a situation where the police for whatever reason are contacted and don't come like what happens in Philadelphia or are the two of you just decide for whatever reason you're not going to contact the police. Um, which would go against our advice, uh, but if that is your decision, then you got to make you got to be extra careful that you get all the information you need regarding the other driver. And I would also recommend, since everybody has iPhones nowadays, if there's vehicle damage and it's fresh, take the pictures with your iPhone and also take a picture of the uh, other driver's plates. Yeah, so I I think to jump in on that. One thing, especially because a lot of our listeners are in that Philadelphia area, we all know the Philadelphia cops have a lot of things to do. So there's um, a lot of times where I hear people say, hey, look, I got to an accident. I called the cops. They didn't show up. You know, I waited there for an hour, but the police never showed up. In a situation like that, what would you suggest they do? So they just say, F it and leave. Don't worry about anything. Like, what would you do or what would you advise them to do if they've called the cops, the cops don't show up for 45 minutes or so? Uh, if they don't show up for that long, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, would continue to co- I would continue to call back. Um, and they, you may be told, like, look, someone's on their way or someone's going to be there in 10 minutes, something like that. But if you're just getting nowhere, and again, this is really only limited to Philadelphia, but if you're just getting nowhere... Um, and you feel as though you, your car can be driven safely and you feel as though you don't need you know, immediate medical attention, 
then you just got to, you got to do what you think is best in that situation. But you've got to, again, like we talked about before, you've got to be extra careful that you get the other driver's insurance information what and, I would, the, and their, and, and their license. What I would suggest is that you go to, you actually go to the district. If you can, if you're injured, hurt, then obviously you go to the hospital. Once you're at the hospital, uh, you can ask them to call the police. They may be able to get the police there. Uh, and at that point, you can make the reports you need to make. If it takes you a day, let's say, you know, you get taken to the hospital and the police still don't come. Nothing stops you from going once you get out of the hospital to the police district and saying, hey, look, I just want to make a report. Right. Even if this this happened yesterday, I called the cops, but they never showed up. I went to the hospital that day and the day after I went to the district and made that report. That's really what you need. You need something um, from someone else. That's what an attorney is going to eventually ask you for some kind of report. If you were in an accident, OK, what did you do about it? You shouldn't just say, hey, well, I called the cops and they never showed up. OK, but did you give up or, you know, did you yeah, do anything yep, else? Yep. Right. Like, don't don't just take them not showing up as, OK, well, nothing. I don't need to do anything. If you care about the situation, then you need to make sure that you take that one extra step. Go into the district, make a report. They'll give you what's called a D.C. number. That D.C. number will correspond with that police report. And then by the if you ever need an attorney, you can give that D.C. number to the attorney and then we can get that report. Yeah. And let me just. I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, and if that is something that you want to do, obviously that report's going to be one-sided and it's just going to tell your story. It's not going to have you know, any independent uh, thoughts of the officer when they arrive on scene regarding where the vehicles are and stuff like that. But if we can get by with that, but if you're going to do that, you got to go like that day, right? Yeah. You got to go that day and make the report. Sure, sure. Do not wait a week. And then go to the district and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot, but I was in an accident a week ago. And, and I called and no one showed up. Yeah, don't do that. Unless you're in, you know, unless you're in the hospital and we can show that, you know, if we, you know, that way we can show with medical records and things like that, that you were actually in the hospital during that time period. Then you reported the accident, you know, fine. But don't wait uh more than more than a day i would say before you go in and you report that don't okay. so you know because it's going to look terrible I, it's going to look so bad if you try to report an accident a week later yeah. and honestly they're, they're, they're going to write it up the, the the police report may even reflect poorly on the person making that report because the cops are going to be like this person came in a week later and insisted sure. on a report like it's just gonna they're going to write it in such a way that it makes it even look worse and i just you know, I want to make sure, because I think this is a big do, right? Not a big don't, right? We keep saying, call the police, call the police. I mean, just just explain to our listeners and viewers why it's so important. Because, you know, we get these calls all the time. We were in an accident. And we say, okay, you know, where the police called. And they say, well, I didn't want to call the police. I was afraid. And I, and I understand, right? People have fears of police or they didn't want to make a big deal out of it. But, I mean, to be clear, our advice is to call the police, correct? And why is that so important? Yeah, our advice is 100% of the time to call the police unless you're talking about the most minor of bumper taps that really isn't even worth talking about. Like if any other type of situation, you you need to call, you need to get somebody out there because it's, what what is it? It's independent verification of the accident. And there's they're going to take everybody's information. They're going to take the other driver's insurance information so you don't have to worry about dealing with any of that. And they're going to 
independently assess the situation. They're going to document where the vehicles were, whether there was heavy or minor damage, whether there was injuries or no injuries. And the other thing they're going to do that's important, they don't do it every single time, but a lot, but a lot of times they're, they're, going to, they're going to opine in their report who was the at-fault party in the accident. So you're going to, if you get the cops out there, they're going to, that's more ammunition that you have in your, if you contact us about a bodily injury claim, first thing we have to establish is that you were not the negligent party, that somebody else was. And this, this police report, these crash reports go a long way, a long way to establishing that our client was not in fact the one that caused the accident. Sure. It was the other driver. And let's proceed with this bodily injury claim. Okay. So that's, for me, that's the most important thing. That's the most, but uh, there, there are many reasons why you would want them out there for personal safety and everything like that. But, um, make sure you just make sure you call, make sure <laughs> yeah, you call. guys, how hard is it? <laughs> call how the police, right? Call if, the if police. If you're anywhere outside of the, if you're anywhere outside of the city and you call it in, they're going to be, there. I mean, they're coming. Yeah. They're going to be there within five minutes. Sure. Somebody's going to be there. Just hang tight. Yeah. So, a couple of things. Let's let's back up because before this, we probably should have started right with. Uh, since this is insurance, the one thing that we want to make sure that you guys understand, and we are going to keep saying, is if you listen to this podcast, you understand that there's a difference between full tort and limited tort. We talk about it at the in the last episode. You guys so gotta watch. Go it. back you and watch listen. that that last one. But what we're gonna say is that you need to have full tort if you are driving on the streets right now. You need to have full tort. Go back to the last. Um, the last video and we will that will explain why okay we don't need to get into why and the exactly. difference of it now but i just wanted to point out to you guys that since we're talking about insurance of course <laughs> go get that full tort all right and, I'm and make yeah it. and we had another guy contact <clears throat> us this week regarding potential representation yep and he's i said get you know get your insurance information he comes in and he's got limited tort Yep. And I'm going to make people got to listen. This is got to listen. This is easy as possible, guys. Right? All the stuff we're kind of talking about today. I'll just be pretty frank with you. You should still call the police and you should take our advice. But if you don't have full tort, realistically, you know what you're doing, what we're saying today isn't really going to help you because you don't have a case to begin with. Right. You should Maybe. always. Yeah, I mean, like, except you're, for you're making minor, it right. You're potential. making it harder. On you're this, you're right? making, making it much harder. Correct. Right? Definitely. You need to listen. You need to get the full tort because the truth of the matter is that you want to protect yourself and your family. Correct. Just like uh, you know, Josh was talking about. We actually have somebody that called in and let us kind of run this through. This guy got injured, but he had a child, you know, in the vehicle as well. And the way that insurance works is that obviously this child doesn't have her own insurance. So she is covered under what her father or her parents have paid for. And so now she has some injuries. a little bit more serious of injuries than father does. However, she is limited to it because that is what father paid for. So, again, sometimes, guys, it's not even about you. And I hear parents, oh, I would do anything for my child. Really? Well, make sure you have that full tort because if you have limited tort and something happens, right, your child is relying on you to have the right kind of insurance. Yep. Your child's bound by your tort selection. Correct. Because they're, I mean, again, there are exceptions to every rule, but that's, that's pretty much the rule. Sure. Sure. So we'll leave that alone for right now. I want to get back to what something you said, Josh, about, um, about like bringing the police there because they need to be there for sometimes safety reasons. Now, I understand that, listen, sometimes the cops show up 
and they make situations worse. I get it. However, in car accidents where I, I find a lot of people get, you know, road rage and angry and all that. Sure. The one thing we don't want you doing is hopping out, getting into fights, doing all that, right? That that is a bad time. Any time that the law is involved is a bad time for you to let your anger or your emotions get the best of you. The reasons why I say that is because I believe that you need to be in total control of all your emotions. Why? Because by the time you ever get to an attorney, if you were enraged and angry, when we start asking you questions, without doubt, all the answers are, oh, man, I don't know. I was so mad. I was so, well, great. Maybe if you would calm the fuck down, <laughs> you could actually answer me what the person said to you, what you said to the person. How long were you there? Were the cops? See, what happens when you're angry is you just start talking. You, you just start spewing things. You stop listening. You stop paying attention. What we're telling you to do, you can't just hear it once and expect to be an expert at it. You have to actually like listen to these things a couple times and take it in. Okay, so the things that we're telling you to do right now, you need to make sure, you know what, let me practice these a couple. Do I have full tort? What happens when somebody makes me mad? If the cops pull me over the next time, don't lose your cool. Right. You've got to make sure that you can answer these questions that we're going to have of you. Yep. And so I have another question. This is just from personal experience. Right. <clears throat> um, I have two. I'm going to start with the first one. I was in a bad accident. Right. It was your fault. It was. 100%. Oh, I thought that was the question. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was my fault, right? And I'm I'm just, I want our listeners to kind of understand. So I got into an accident, rear-ended someone great, cops show up, and, you know, generally the first thing that the officers are going to try to, you know, figure out, is anybody injured, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's truly their biggest concern right now. There's an accident, right? They're not there doing investigation. They need to make sure if somebody needs help, they get them help, right? Right. Now, Josh, does it... Does it affect your case badly, right? Because in my case, the cop came up to me and said, hey, you know, are you injured? Do you need an ambulance, right? I said, no. You know, and the, they always kind of, well, at least in my experience, they explained to you, listen, you have a lot of adrenaline, right? You might not know you're injured. We recommend you go to the hospital. We can get an ambulance here. And I still, I said no, right? I, I didn't think I needed to go to the ambulance. That's just me personally. I'm not telling anybody else to do that. But my question to you is, if you are truly injured and you say, you know what, I don't need an ambulance right now, does that affect a potential bodily injury claim? No, I mean, in my experience, it can, but typically these insurance companies, and more importantly, the doctors understand and know that you may not feel the full effects of an accident until days, sometimes even weeks later. So there are we have countless calls about situations where people have developed really, really intense whiplash or, or muscle strain sprain type symptoms almost a full week after the accident because it, sometimes it just takes that long for your body to flush that stuff, flush all the other elements out of the system before and, and start to get back to where you were pre-accident in terms of your baseline. And now you realize, wow, something's really wrong. Um, so that happens pretty commonly. The other thing is a lot of times if, if with a concussion, I mean, you may not see if you hit your head or you get hit in the head by, <clears throat> you get hit in the head by an airbag or you bounce back and hit the headrest. Those symptoms may not start for, you know, a few days, if not maybe a week after the accident. I've seen that. That's actually very common unless you actually black out, like unless you actually are unconscious, 
you know, typically those, those symptoms start right away. But if you are, if it's a, you know, a quote unquote mild concussion, those may not show themselves for a few days. So to get back to your question, does it, does it hurt your case if you refuse EMS treatment at the scene or you refuse a ride to any, uh, a ride to a hospital? Um, no, okay. that's the answer I'm going to go with. Okay. Cause yeah. I think if, if you are truly injured, <clears throat> the symptoms are going to appear. It's very, very common for the symptoms to appear days later. And I think that, you know, that's kind of an important thing for everybody to understand too, because the reason we're kind of giving you these tips and what you should do is because at the time, right, you may not feel injured, right? Right. <clears throat> And what a lot of people, what we're kind of giving you tips for is to understand that, hey, a week down the road, you might have symptoms, right? Your neck might hurt. You might have pains. You might have had a concussion and you didn't know, right? And you're dizzy, right. you're nauseous. You still have one. Yeah. yeah. And the reason that, that all of what we're kind of telling you right now is important is because if you just take shortcuts, like, you know what? I didn't get the other driver's information. Well, that's a big problem if a week right. down the road... You now are nauseous, your head hurts, you have migraines, right? And you're showing all the signs of a concussion and you call us and you, we, the first question we're always going to ask, right? At some point in that conversation is, Hey, you got the other driver's <clears throat> information, right? Well, no, at the time it was minor that, right. and that's why I just want to kind of spell it out for our viewers. Everything we're talking about, it's important, not just then, right? But it could be a week down the road, two weeks down the road. And you know, you just, you kind of hit on that, right? Because Hey, you might refuse treatment at the scene because you're not injured. Well, you don't think you or, are. Or you do, sorry, right. the correct term would be you, you don't know you're injured, right? Because the symptoms don't present themselves yet. And the, the other thing, guys, is that you need to make sure that you understand kind of how insurance works, right? Every state is different. What we're talking about for this situation, right? We practice in Pennsylvania. And so what we're saying, limited tort, that is a Pennsylvania thing versus full tort. Right. So a lot of times and we, we kind of talk about this again in the last episode. So go back and watch it. But <laughs> again, can't stress that enough, guys. You got to watch make, the first part. Make sure that you understand how the insurance works, because a lot of times people don't know um, what insurance is to carry. And we're going to get into that today. Uh, what whose policy is going to be paying. Right. Like some people don't want to call the cops because they're, oh, well, I don't want to pay you know, out of my insurance. And if you listen to us and you understand, okay, well, if I call the cops, right? So let's say, um, I think this was covered again on the last one, but I kind of want to reiterate, mm -hmm. I get into an accident and I have to go to the ambulance. Whose insurance covers that? Your insurance is going to pay for the ambulance ride. Out of where? Out of, out of uh, my uh, medical expenses, right? Correct. It's going to go under, it's going to be a, it's going to go under as a, as a medical claim through your personal injury protection in and, Pennsylvania that you have, that you are required to carry. And that is regardless of who's at fault. Correct. So right. your, your insurance in Pennsylvania pays your medical expenses regardless of who's at fault for the accident. Okay. So if you're worried about having to pay, you don't want to take an ambulance ride because it's going to be expensive and I don't want to get a bill for $15,000 from the ambulance and all the other excuses that we hear all the time, you're not. Yeah. You're not going to get a bill. Yeah. Or if you do, you're going to send that bill to your insurance or you're going to send that bill to us and we're going to send it to your insurance and we're going to get it paid for you. Right, okay. So it really does you're not out any money by taking the ambulance ride. Unless one of two things, and correct me if I'm wrong, unless you don't have insurance. Well, yeah. Right? You don't if you have no if you're <laughs> if you're driving a completely uninsured car, then yeah, I mean there's just not a lot 
that people are going to be able to do for you. Right. So if you're driving a car that doesn't have insurance, <laughs> then obviously, yes, you're paying out of pocket for everything. Correct. And what if, you know, what's the minimum that a person can carry in Pennsylvania? For the, for medical? Yes. The, the minimum, they, legally, you have to acquire... You have to carry at least five thousand dollars in medical coverage. Okay, and is an ambulance ride gonna cost you more than that? Never. Okay, so not in that type of situation. No. So essentially, if you are in an accident and you have car insurance, legal car insurance, calling the ambulance is not gonna come out of your pocket. Yeah, don't have right. that illegal car insurance guy. Yeah, don't do that. Don't have the illegal. <laughs> But yeah, so you've got to, yeah, if you go through the claims process, which again can be a nightmare, which is why we advise you to use us to do that. But if you go through the claims process and you have a medical claim open through your policy, the everything will get routed through that. So the, 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 ambulance, the ambulance company, they know this as well. So they're going to send you a form saying, hey, what, give me your car insurance information so we can send the bill to them. So we don't have to send you a, you know, an $8,000 bill for the ride. And that kind of, so let me ask you this, because we kind of covered, you get hit, call the cops, right? Mm -hmm. Get the other driver's information, right? These are two mm -hmm. huge things you have to do. Now, kind of taking that a little further, you know, are, so you're the person who gets hit, you know, what do you recommend they do, Josh? Call their insurance immediately, right? Open claims. I mean, what, what should they be doing after they do the first two most important things? So if you're obviously let's let's say that we're we've now left the scene yeah and, yep, yep, and yep. we we don't really know yet whether or not uh how bad our injuries are maybe now we're starting to feel a little bit of soreness and pain in our neck and our back uh depending on where you got hit um yeah you have to you have to notify your insurance company right away okay. that you were in an accident okay and you have to let them know you have to give them all the particulars uh, they're, and they're going to ask you, you know what, they're going to ask you a lot of the same questions we would probably ask if you called us. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to know if the police were there. They're going to want to know if there was anybody else in, in your car at the time because they may have to potentially open additional claims other than yours if there are other people in the car with injuries. And you want to make sure that you are clear with them regarding your physical symptoms at the time because they're going to say, okay, well, if you are you injured, do you need medical treatment? Well, I don't really know. Then, the, then at that point, the, the adjuster should say, well, in the event that you do need medical treatment, you have X amount of dollars available to you. Here's your claim number. Make sure the doctor's office sends the bill to us and don't, you know, not your personal health coverage or don't pay out of pocket or something like that. Okay. So Hopefully they would tell you that. Got it. So question. Let's, okay. So you, you have, you know, I, I pay my car insurance. I, we go through all this and I guess my, my question is what do you say to the people who believe like, listen, my car insurance, you know, has my best interest, right? Like they're looking out for me. So are they, is that true? Is, is my car insurance out to give me the biggest settlement? Why? And if they are, why should, you know, anybody go to an attorney such as yourself versus just letting the attorneys at Geico handle it? Okay. So a couple different things there, your insurance company, um, you're going to have a medical claim open with your insurance company. There's going to be a medical adjuster that's assigned to your claim. It's basically going to review the bills that come in, make sure they're related to the accident and then issue payment for those bills. Does that person have your best interest? I mean, I don't think anybody that works for the insurance industry has the, has the person's best interest at heart that have the claimant's best interest at heart. But that person I don't think is going to, I wouldn't have any reason to distrust 
you know, what they're telling me because you're not going with, you're not negotiating that with them for a settlement. They're just making sure that you're getting the treatment that you need and that the bills are coming in and that they're paying them. And they're, okay. and, and they're going to make sure that you're not trying to say that, you know, you went for, because you got a, you got a cold and you went to your doctor that you bill that to, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. Right. They're right, going to make right, sure right. it's related to the accident. Sure. And if it is, they're going to pay it sure. until okay. you hit that limit. So if you file additional claims, like if you have a property damage claim with your insurance company as well for any damage from the accident, you're going to have a separate adjuster handling that. And then if you get to the point where you're actually filing an uninsured or an underinsured motorist claim, there's going to be a separate adjuster. I mean, so you could potentially have three claims open with your insurance company all from the same accident. And they're all going to be handled by different departments sure. within that okay. insurance company. Okay. So essentially that, but that would be really the reason, right? The reason why you would want to hire an attorney is so that the attorney can make sure essentially that you're not missing steps, skipping steps, right? Because in the criminal side, are there times where you could go through the system without an attorney and come out unscathed? Yes, I've seen it. Is it recommended? No, I would never advise you do it just because some people can doesn't mean that most people should. And it's just because the, the, the system is convoluted. And so if you skip a step, miss a step, you're, you're going to wind up hurting yourself. Now in the criminal world, that means jail time. So how does that work in the civil world as far as car accidents and things like that? Yeah, I mean, what I would say is, and this is going to be a, a theme that we repeat throughout this, this episode, is that the insurance, pro, you know, the way that the insurance laws are written and the way it's set up in our state and the claims process for after an accident are not set up to be user-friendly, all right? Sure. They're set up right. to discourage people from making claims. They're set, they're set up to discourage people from going through the process and just throwing their hands up and saying, you know what, fuck not it. Worth it. Yeah, I'm not doing I got it. too much other shit going on in my life. I, I don't really care that my neck hurts. I'll take, I'll pop Advil, I'll pop a leave, and, and I'll just get on with my day. Yeah. The insurance, it's set up to to foster that type of, of experience. And sure, sure. So again, the theme here is call us. It's, it's a convoluted process. Get somebody that is doing things for your best interests, you know, representing you on your side throughout the entire process. Do you need somebody specifically to handle your medical claims? No, you probably don't need a lawyer for that, right? Like, I don't, one, I don't think you need one, and two, I don't know a lawyer that's really going to take a situation, is going to agree to represent somebody in that type of situation because I don't know how a lawyer is going to get paid. Sure. Right. But, you know, as you get into the property damage, uh, you know, and it's absolutely if you get into, if you're ever in a situation where you want to open an underinsured or an uninsured motorist claim, you've got to call us. You've got to use an attorney for that. Correct. Because right, they are going to make it so hard for you to do that. And they're going to come up with all kinds of reasons about, well, you didn't, <clears throat> you didn't check this box or you didn't do this or you didn't do this. And then. So let's, let's like, kind of. You got, and then you're completely like, and then if you wait too long. So let's kind of dig a little bit deeper in that. Cause again, I'm not even, I don't want you to tell our viewers or listeners the difference between uninsured and um, under underinsured, insured. right? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to force them to watch the last episode. Okay. But here's my question. You're really again, on this. Yeah. I'm glad we're pumping this. Listen to the last episode. I, do you not tell educate them. Educate yourselves. Do people. not tell them. <laughs> educate is, yourself. This is your responsibility. Wow. If you want to know what it is, 
You got to watch the part insurance one. company wants you to be ignorant to they, this stuff. Very true. They do. They that's want you to be true. ignorant. Educate and they yourselves. want you to not watch episode one. Because I wholeheartedly yeah, get ready to go right back into like what it is. No, do not do it. But here's Fine. my question. Right, so go. we have the same scenario at yeah. stoplight. We get rear-ended because that's we that we always use that because it's the no. It's a good one. example. It's a good. We example. always know who's yeah. at fault. If you right, get rear-ended right. by somebody and you're not doing anything wrong, it's no, their they're, fault. They're at fault. Hundred percent. So in that scenario, right, you get hit, you get out, you talk to the person, and let's just say in this case they don't have insurance. Okay, I don't have insurance, right? So you get their name, you get their number, and they call you, Josh, and they say, "I got hit. Man, my neck hurts. I think I have a concussion." but the other person doesn't have insurance and I have full tort because I listened to the last episode. What do you then tell this person, right? Are they out of luck? Well, I'm going to ask him a couple que- very, very quick questions. One was the, were the police called? So what, I mean, you're telling me this guy had no insurance and I, I mean, did you get this guy's information or just, he just said, I don't have insurance. So that's funny, but that's, that's, that's a, that's a good no, point. That's, a, great that's, point. A, that's yeah. a good point. There are a lot of people who may be like, yeah, I don't have insurance. And then, you know, they may take like a person may take that and be like, okay. Yeah. And then relay that to an attorney. Like, Hey, they said they don't have insurance. Of course. And that may not always be the case, which is another reason why you're going to want to call the police. Yep. You're going to want to make sure because of the like, right? Like, let them tell the police they don't have insurance yeah, then because it's a that's, crime. that's a crime, that right? A you crime. should not be on the street. That Which, again, gets back to sometimes people, if you get into an accident and that person is like, yeah, you know what? I don't have insurance. I don't want to call the police. Call that's the police. a problem for you, okay? Yeah, like, police. you should not allow that. I understand that you may, hey, look, I don't want to get you jammed up. That's a, that's a problem before you hit my car, all Correct. right? Yeah. <laughs> Once you hit my car... If you don't have insurance, that sounds like one of those what I like to call a PP, a personal problem, <laughs> right? Because you should have had insurance, and now that you don't, I don't know what to say because I, like we, you have to go through these steps, and that's it gets yeah. back to step one. So do call you, the yeah, police. Did you call the police? Hopefully, your answer to that is yes. Yep. So my next question is going to be: Okay, do you have a copy? Do you have an incident number or some way for me and my guys to get the report? Yeah, I do. Perfect. Great. My second question which is basically going to be dispositive, is going to determine whether we're taking your case or not. Did you purchase underinsured or underinsured motors coverage on your policy? Oh, I don't, I don't know. All right, well, then call your insurance company, mm-hmm. have them send you a copy of your, your policy declarations page and send it to me and I'll figure it out. Yep. If you already know, oh, yeah, I did. I got, I got it. Here's what I got. Then great. Then Come on down. Like we, we want, you know what <laughs> I mean? The price is right. And the exactly, price is right. right? And Let's what, do this. What does that mean for the person that got hit? That means that despite the fact that this, this asshole rear-ended him with no insurance, and, and we can still make a claim if, if that caller is hurt mm-hmm. and is going to treat and has needs medical attention for their injuries, we can still make a claim against their own policy, the caller's own policy, for an uninsured, on uninsured, uninsured motorist coverage. Okay. So, but you got to remember this. This is you're dealing with a an adverse insurance company now mm-hmm. because your own insurance company now they're kind of adverse. Yeah, to you. they're not on your team, right? which goes because back to the other question, right? Of like, why would you want an attorney? Because now you're trying to get money from us, right? So now, all right, well, now we're gonna really now we got to pick. Let's apart. get the come out <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you want money? Okay, so. That's why the insurance company, you're going to have to produce a police report mm-hmm. that should that, that you're going to have to produce some kind of uh, independent documentation that there was an accident on this date, that these people responded, and either this other guy took off 
or this other guy told the police, I don't have insurance. Got it. Or the other guy gave the police an expired insurance card and they write that down. Understand. Mm. So so you turn that over to your insurance company. We're going to do all this for you. And, you know, you, you then you, once you go through the full treatment process with your injuries and, you know, then we try to resolve it for you. Then we, now, then we try to take care I, of it. So I have one quick question because it kind of follows up why someone needs an attorney, right? And we all kind of know this happens. I don't think if you haven't been in a car accident, right, or you're not a lawyer that does this, you probably don't know this happens. What advice do you give people when the other people, when the other person, right, that hit you, when their insurance calls you? Do you, as an attorney, do you want them talking to the other side's, you know, insurance adjuster or, you know, anyone from the insurance company? But 110% no. And why is that? Well, for, for a, a thousand reasons. And this, I was actually going to get to this when we did the, like, the, the real do not do's after yeah, the accident. Yeah, so this one's a big this red is, do not like, do. <laughs> this, is, this is either number one or, or maybe a very, very, very close second. Other Got than it. like just don't take a hundred bucks from the guy and be like, all right, later. <laughs> no, we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you. Never about do that because I had a friend who yeah. did that. But and I know I'm kind of jumping into the do not do's. But you, because you guys were talking about why do you need an attorney? This right. is I know you've said this, and this is why I want people to understand why you need an attorney, right? Because mm-hmm. they're gonna call you up and ask you questions, yeah, right? Yeah. And how and much guys, do you love that? I love. I don't <laughs> see it as much anymore on TV, but there was a commercial, and I forget who it was for. Maybe it was Geico or or the one that uses the duck but it's <laughs> but it's a scene it's the the, the affleck, affleck bro, yeah come affleck. On. so <laughs> like it's the, the, the commercial you it cuts to a stoplight and there's these two cars that just hit each other and there's smoke coming out and there's the windshields are all busted up and the guy's sitting in his and, and the guy's like sitting like this and this dude just appears in like a full black suit and like with a black turtleneck on and he and he comes up to the window of the guy and he's like I rep, you know, I'm so and so. I represent the other driver's insurance company. I'd like to ask you a few questions, please. <laughs> and this is why the guy's literally like, there's like glass like on his face, and he's like bleeding and shit. And the yeah. guy's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. And he's like, Do you have a prior history of back injuries? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't it true that you were? Isn't it true that you were uh, using your, your your cell phone at the time of the crash? Yeah, well, I don't remember. Yes, that means yes. You were yes. <laughs> okay, like it's great. It's so funny, and it's exactly like how I pictured some of these people to be like sure. they're so no, never talk to anybody, <laughs> never talk to the, anybody from the other driver's insurance company because yeah. they, their primary interest is to save their company. corporation money. That's, right. that's goal number one for them. Of course. Right. Goal number one is save money. Goal number two is close the claim as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Goal number three is to, Try to get to these people before they talk to an attorney. Sure, that's why they start to call you. Like you will, you will immediately get. If the accident is reported the way it's supposed to be reported, you're gonna get. You're gonna start getting calls from these people like immediately. And what do you recommend they say to them then? Because right? most people are uncomfortable. I, most right? look, listen. Like who do you? Who are you calling for again? What from what insurance company? Okay, who's your? So you don't. Rep, so you don't represent me. You represent the other driver. They have to answer. They have to say yes to this stuff because mm-hmm. you know why? Because it's a recorded line. Yeah, so sure. they have to say yes to all this stuff. And then you let, once you establish that, you just say, "Look, I don't feel comfortable talking to you about this." Yeah. Right. Or I, think, I, or think I want to consult with an attorney before I talk to you any any further. All you got to do is say stuff like that, and then if they continue to badger you, mm-hmm. they're they're in big fucking trouble. Because it's all again, it's all recorded. Right. Sure. The thing that you you guys need to understand is that you have no obligation 
to talk to them, right? So don't feel as though they can force you, they can't make you. Once you recognize that it is uh, a representative of someone else, if they don't represent you, then you have every right to tell them, look, I don't want to talk to you right now. I want to get a lawyer or, you know, talk to my insurance company, whatever you want to tell them, you don't have to talk to them. And we're telling you, if you do, you're probably going to fuck something up. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing, and yeah, and the la- and we've had other people do this. They're like, okay, they, the other insurance calls them, and the other insurance, the person that calls is going to be really friendly. Oh, right? of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Really friendly. They're not going to call and be Your a best jerk. friend from high school. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to they're going to try to small talk a little bit. Like, hey, how's the you, weather? Are you okay? Hey. You know, how, are you are you hurt? You it's know, raining here in Dallas, Texas yeah. today. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. in Philly. Who cares? Yeah. No, it'll be somebody local. They'll have somebody local. They're no, not going to have somebody call you yeah. with, a, with an out of state accent. <laughs> and then um and then you get yeah once you develop that like once you kind of break through that ice then they're like oh do you mind if we um do you mind if we take a, a statement from you about what happened yeah, you just know? tell us what happened and then just you know we, we just want it for our own you know we just want to use it for training purposes or something like that so do you mind if um <laughs> do you mind if i record this phone call and such so i can then provide and then provide the contents to a to a transcription service just so we have it. Yeah, exactly. That's, Everything that, was your fault, right? That's where it Thanks. goes. And yeah. So, okay, so you were in an accident and you were hurt. And okay, so you have neck and back injuries? Okay. And isn't it true that you, you've had a history of this for oh, your entire yeah. that's life, the right? question. And you were on yeah. your phone mm-hmm. at the time? How many drinks did you have that day? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And that. So it, you can see where that, you can see how that recorded statement, if you ever give one, which you should ever, never, never, never do, but if you do, you can see how that's going to turn out. Yep. That's going to be a one sided. Completely like you, you, it's just going to be every question is going to be slanted in favor of their driver, number, yeah. and they're going to one try to establish that you, that it was either you were at fault or it was like a fifty fifty <laughs> kind of situation. They're either going to, and then the second thing is they're going to do is downplay your injuries, mm, yeah. and they're going to try to establish that you had prior problems again with your that's why i think that commercial is so funny yeah but like have you had prior problems with your neck or your back and guys listen if Just you've ever if you've ever listened to me and jj ever talk about anything on the criminal side right when we tell you don't talk to the police for the love of god don't talk to the police without a lawyer this is the same thing right now i understand you're not going to go to jail you're not but you have to understand that when we tell you not to talk to certain people it's only because they have a job to do they have certain interests that they're taking into account that aren't yours, right? And they're there for a specific reason. And it's not to be friends with you. It's not to do anything to help you. It's to help them specifically, right? And in this situation, you, it, it really is a good metaphor. If the other insurance company is calling you, treat them like the police, Absolutely. right? Because you shouldn't talk to them. You don't have to. You have no obligation. And it builds right into this is why attorneys exist, right? If there's ever a reason that somebody needs to talk to someone, if you have an attorney, we make that easy. We make the decision for you, right? Right. And that's Unless you're why, talking to the police about how the accident happened. Well, no, then no. You, then, then cooperate. Don't take that. No, you can talk to the police in this in this limited part of the world, right? If you're right. if a cop is talking to you about being arrested. He's talking yes, different Dave, episode. Dave is talking about do not talk to the police in a criminal <laughs> matter. It's a yeah. different episode that you need right. to pay attention to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Talk to the police don't on this get, one. Don't get confused. Don't get confused. Don't get confused. Call the police and you and talk to them. As a matter of fact, we're going to make this our own little commercial. Do not get confused. All right. Let me look right <laughs> in the camera and say this. If if y'all hearing this and hear, oh, well, JJ said in a criminal, be honest with the cops. That is not what the hell I said. <laughs> do not listen to that. This is a auto accident and 
insurance episode. Uh, episode only, guys. Okay. Don't get confused. Don't point back at this and say, but I heard you say, because I'm going to make you come back and listen to it, and I'm going to do my best to make you feel stupid about it, okay? So, pay attention. Pay attention, guys. Back to our normally scheduled right, thing. So yeah. now, since we're kind of going into the do not do's, right? Okay. I had a friend, and I know, I mean, I think we all know someone or somebody who's done this, right? You get hit. Someone jumps out, and they say, hey, man, hey, listen, you know. I don't, let's not go through the insurance. Like we, uh, it's just a, I'll pay for it. I'll give you some money right now. I'll, or take it to the garage, man, and just send me the bill. Was your friend's name David? I would never do that. Well, it depends. Listen, if you, you wouldn't my, do it now. That's not true. <laughs> I, I will be. I'm going to be as honest as I can be. If you hit my bumper, I know it's about 500 bucks. If you're going to throw me 1000 I'm taking it. Right? <laughs> wow. I'm taking Go with it. God, brother. Yeah. And listen, I mean, if I'm injured, I still made money and it's enough for me not to care. Yeah, Don't I mean, ever you... follow my <clears throat> advice as to what I would do personally. This is not for you. But I know what a bumper costs because I just have mine fixed. And you give me a thousand. Yeah, but you don't know it. what you don't know what like three months of physical therapy is going to cost <laughs> if you got to end up doing that. Anyway, you can't move. And this, and this is a great reason as neck. to why. So back to Dave's being, telling you yes. Listen as to why Dave's going to be a nitty. Back to being serious, right? I'm not taking money from anyone at a car accident. <laughs> okay. What would you tell our listeners? Right? Is is that insane to do? That's that's number. I mean, number one is don't talk to the other guys' insurance company. Number two is. Number 2A and 2B are going to be kind of the same thing. <laughs> both still, and both 2A and 2B are, one is after the accident's over. 2A and 2B are while you're still at the scene. So, two, no, never, never, <laughs> never, ever, ever get out and just squash it between the two of you because he hands you, you know, 50 bucks. And then you're, you're, you're taking your physical health, your long term physical health into the wrong hands at that point. Sure. Because, you are really, really, really jeopardizing it because if you wake up the next morning after the adrenaline wears off and you're so hurt, you're so stiff that you can't even move your neck to one side, you have lost all recourse to any type of recovery whatsoever. No. Your insurance ain't going to help you because they're going to be like, well, I mean, we didn't know about it. And, <laughs> right. the, and the, other guys, <laughs> the other guy's insurance damn sure isn't going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you probably don't even know who he is because you took a, you took fifty say, bucks from him and you don't even know. know who he is, right? Yeah. And you probably didn't take a picture of his car and you didn't do anything else. Yeah. So if you know in a situation, <laughs> you know, if you get in an accident with a you know with Jeff Bezos and he's like, look, I'll throw I'll throw you a couple hundred thousand. We just you know we just walk away. Hey man, you know do what you got to do. Let me, say, let me tell you right now, <laughs> but, Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos hit my car. You ever seen uh, I'm going to jump to you? Yeah, you might have seen it Friday. Of course. Oh, I know sure. what you're going to say. Yep. Ezel. <laughs> Straight Ezel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could tap my jaw if he yeah. want to. Be like, is that Bezos? <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> my neck. My neck and, and my, my back. back. <laughs> it's a lot of court right now. <laughs> 100%. For 20 bucks. If Jeff Bezos hits me. some envelopes. Yeah, that's right. If Jeff Bezos hits me, we are negotiating right there Guys, on the that, spot. But here, here's the thing. You don't know who's hitting you, right? So assume everybody that hits you. It's not Jeff Bezos. Like, assume yeah. that's not. The two things that I think you should assume. You should assume, number one, that you have the right insurance, right? Yeah. So like you if have you listen no, to us, you do. Right. You have no reason to avoid the right steps. Correct. The, the real reason why he's saying like don't take money from somebody is because if you do that, if we play that forward, let's say me and Josh get into an accident, I hit his car and I'm like, yo man, I don't want you to know that I got this good insurance. How about I give you $1,000 right now? Now, if Josh is struggling, 
hey, $1,000 may seem like a lot of money to him. He's like, you know what? My car is not really dinged up. I don't feel any pain right now. Cool. Yep. Right? So he leaves. I just gave him $1,000. But the truth of the matter is that maybe a week from now, like he's saying, now he, he doesn't really know who I am because I've given him money. So he hasn't called the police. There's no report that this nope. accident ever happened. Insurance companies he, don't insur- know. He has no idea who what kind of insurance I have. So yep. if a week later he's like, hey, I got into an accident with this guy. Okay, what's his name? He doesn't know because he never collected it. There's no police report because he never called the police. He, he can't get to my insurance because he never did anything which leaves him with one thing to do, which is to call his insurance. And they're going to be like, okay, cool. But did you call the cops? No. Nope. Do you know who he is? No. Nope. Do you, you know fire? the person's <laughs> name who hit you? No. Nope. What, what did he look like? He was a black dude. Okay. okay. So, so and you want us down? to be like the cops? Just be like, just put out. So it was a black man, six foot. Correct. Like what, what, what are we supposed to do with that? Guys, you're going to be screwed at that point because you have no information to give anybody because you took $1,000. All you got is 1000 bucks. And let's take it a step further. That week later, when Josh calls his insurance company, it's because his head hurts. He can't move his neck. Right. He's got pain going down his (laughs) leg. His back is broken. Spinal. Yeah. And now he's truly injured. He calls his insurance company, says, I need to go to the doctor. And they go, from what? An accident that happened a week ago? Did you call us? Right, he so didn't then, say anything. No. So then you you continuously <clears throat> just make your life worse, right? And that's why all the steps again, guys. We no one can see into the future. We always joke about this. If we did, we wouldn't be making this podcast. We'd be billionaires. I would know who to bet on every single night, and I'd be good to go. <laughs> right. We can't tell the future, neither can you. Right? You might not be hurt. It might have been a very minor accident. Hey, that money sounded great, cool. And then a week later, you're actually injured. Now you have no recourse. You call us. We hate saying this, but we say it all the time. We can't help you. We want to, but we can't. And you're in the same position that a lot of people are because you're mm-hmm. just not informed. That's really what it comes down to. Right. I actually I want to take this time now <clears throat> and kind of tell them what we advise them to have. Right. So we talked a- about having full tort. Right. But that in and of itself doesn't necessarily cover you um, for what you may need. So, Josh, the first thing I want to ask you is. What are the minimums that you can have in Pennsylvania or that you have to have? What's the minimum in insurance that you have to carry? In liability, so li- <clears throat> excuse me, liability, the, the state minimum is $15,000 per person, $30,000 per, per accident. Everyone in Pennsylvania has to carry a minimum of fifteen thirty on their policy. To legally drive a car in, in the state. And can you just break that down? 1530, like what does that mean for the insurance company? 15000 per person is the maximum that the insurance company would pay out on a bodily injury claim and $30,000 per accident, meaning if you're, if you're in an accident and you injure more than one person, like if you injure three people, the maximum the insurance company, your insurance company is going to pay out if you have the state minimums is 30000 Okay. And is that per accident? So those people would have to split that $30,000 between themselves. Okay. And so that, that is the minimum. Obviously you can have as much as you can afford to pay for Right. Right. But being someone who's done this, you know, for years, what's a number that you're like, listen, I think this gives the average person enough coverage. Is that 15 to 30 enough? Or do you suggest they have something else? Well, if, I, if I'm buying it for myself, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm buying it for myself and I have the fun, and I have the means to do so, I'm going to carry at least 100000 per person and $300,000 per accident. 
I mean, I understand some people. I mean, again, we're not talking about a big change in your premium, but you know what it boils down to is what are you? What do you want to protect? Like what? What do you have in your life that you want to protect other drivers from being able to get to? And the way that you protect it is you carry enough money on your insurance where if you injure somebody, unfortunately you injure somebody, they go through your insurance, they get paid out, they move on, it's over. Sure. It's done with. If you're carrying, you know, the state minimums and you and you injure somebody that requires, you know, if you if you permanently let's say you permanently disable somebody and you've got the state minimums, you are very likely gonna be in a situation where their attorney, because they're smart and they call an attorney, is going to say, "We're not taking your fifteen thousand. We're going to sue you, and we're going after everything you got." Yep. Meaning now, they're going to sue you personally. They're going to sue you personally. Yep. And, and that- if you don't have anything, if you are essentially what we would call judgment proof, meaning you know you rent and you don't own your car and you don't own shit and you don't have stocks and you don't have a bank account and you're just one of those people. Um, then you have nothing to worry about. Then you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> but the, the but okay, like if that's how you want to live your life, fine. And that's but fine. But this then, all, this goes to people that do own things. If I right? have a house, exactly, and house, I have a right. car, you have and kids. I got a, yeah, and I own other property, retirement accounts. Yeah, I mean, the things that, that most I don't want some asshole have. being able to get to through his lawyer. Correct. Or I don't want my wages garnished for the next twenty years, where people are taking pay, you know a chunk out of my paycheck every week sure. to pay these people then I'm going to make sure I have adequate coverage to deal with it. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so, so, and I think one of the ways that you were talking before, we talked about uninsured and underinsured motorists, right. And how you, we said before, how many people statistically are driving right now without insurance? I'll answer that. You know why? Cause I watched our last episode one out of seven. Yep. And you would know that too. If you, you watched, watched the last episode. episode. And the, <laughs> that number is actually probably higher in the city. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I would say, at, yeah, w- one out of seven. You which, know? Which is a, which, that's a pretty big number. In and and it's crazy, itself. too, dude, because you can get insurance for so fucking cheap right now. You yeah. can call the, I mean, like, again, not that we record, but you can call the general or e-insurance. Like, the, the, these, these, they, they will write you the cheapest, the cheapest <laughs> policy they can write. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You want to go limited to it and you want to have the, the minimums across the board. Yeah. Then do it, you know. Yeah. But understand that if you do that and uh, you hurt somebody, and their lawyer finds out that you know you've got a, a boat somewhere, yeah. or you own land in Wyoming, or you you know your grandmother just died and you're and, and left you're, you, exactly. and, and is about and you're about to inherit some money. Guess who's getting? You're not getting that money. I was just going to bring that up, right? <laughs> you're not was, getting that money. The lawyer and his client are getting I was, money. I was literally just going to bring that up because you could be a person who's in a position where, hey, you might rent. Like we get it, you know. Like, but average people, you probably own a house, you probably own a car, something, right? You but then you, yeah. But then you have that special special circumstances where right. you're not thinking. You hit somebody and then you win the lottery the next day. Life is wonderful. Well, it turns out it might not be that wonderful. Right, you get a wonderful inheritance. Grandmom leaves you a house in New York City, right? Some kind of penthouse. Well, guess what? We coming to take that. We, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you roll around with the minimums. You don't make sure that you protect certain things. Then, if you hurt somebody bad enough, grandma's house might be that lawyer's. Yeah, right. And that's what people. Again, everything that we kind of give advice on is planning for the future. I know it's hard, right. and I don't even do it all the time. We're all human. We don't think three steps ahead. 
But that's why we make this podcast, right? This is to right. put you three steps ahead so you don't have to call us and be like, they're taking my house. Can you guys help me? Well, no, we can't. But that's what happens. Right. And I, I say all that to say, uh, essentially, in the uninsured and underinsured, I would advise to carry the same thing, the 100 to 300. Uh, that's what I carry now. Like, And I think that's kind of where we all listen. Yeah. Yeah, and if that you, you're protecting yourself there, correct? Right, you're protect. Right. I think you're you're usually going to be protected if you carry at least that the one hundred to three hundred one hundred per person, three hundred per accident. That is enough money usually to cover a person, you know, uh, for their injuries to cover. Pain if suffering. you do something to someone else, yeah. that number is usually going to suffice. Under that number, you're rolling the dice. Okay. But the bare minimum, the fifteen to thirty, listen, you're kind of you're you're at least you got something, but you're going with God, right? Like you're you're yeah. you're risking that if you actually need the insurance, you're probably going to burn through that money pretty quick. Yeah, and just yeah. a couple of things on that. Remember, guys, uninsured and underinsured motorist is not required in Pennsylvania. You don't have to carry it. Like you have to if you reject it. That's fine. You got and you have to sign something with your insurance company saying you rejected it, but you don't have to carry it. So you you can you can knowingly put yourself in a situation where you get into an accident and you're injured badly and you just don't have that available. You because you elected not to carry it on your policy. Sure. You you don't have to carry underinsured and uninsured motorist coverage. You do have to carry liability protection to others. Sure. The other thing that you cannot do, which should be somewhat self-explanatory, but <laughs> you cannot carry the state minimum to liability. Oh, for and then be like, well, I want to carry half a million on underinsured. You know, in case I get <laughs> if I get hurt, I want to have half a million. But if I hurt somebody else, fuck them fifteen thousand. <laughs> you cannot do that. You do cannot you? carry. Do they stop more, you from doing that. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You cannot carry more uninsured and underinsured coverage. Then you do liability. You can carry less, but you cannot carry more. Okay, I right? actually didn't. I didn't know that. that no, because no, everyone that, would that do it. But that that everyone would be sense. like, "That makes complete sense." Right. But I didn't yes. know that because that's pretty. Uh, that's, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty whole, slick if you're trying yeah. to pull that. No, I, I think that's that, like that's common sense. That's the biggest dick. Like fuck everybody else. <laughs> that's like the asshole that plays the. Well, you guys don't play craps, but the, the plays that don't come line and pat, where you're betting on the guy to, to roll. Oh, crap. yeah. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like you're betting on him to, to, to yeah, crap yeah. out. Yep, yep, yep. Like that would be me. Yeah, that, well, yeah, you would do that. That's the, <laughs> the hater, the hater line. Yeah, absolutely. Like that is the alt. That would be everybody the ultimate. does hate when you play that though. Like, I know, every, yeah. Everybody I, at the table looks at you like, like you're the really, I, really. I, I promise really you that this? if we're there and <laughs> you're rolling every single time, I'm betting on that. I, I wouldn't roll if you were doing that. <laughs> I would tell the guy. I would tell the pit boss, "Be like, get this. Look at this asshole. Get him out of here. I'm not rolling until he get until you take his chips off the table." Anyway, that would be. They should just. Have, they shouldn't. But it would be like, you know, the ultimate hater policy. Yeah. yeah, yeah Sign right. up with us, and we'll write you the ultimate hater policy: fifteen thirty liability, half a million, and underinsured. Absolutely. That would be Fuck cool. everybody that never else. even crossed my mind, but that clearly makes sense. Like, and yeah, you'd have to be does. full tort, so you'd want to be fifteen thirty. Liability to everyone else, full, full tour, yeah. 100, 300, or like 250, 500 in UIM. Anyway, got it. That makes sense. That would that would be that ridiculous. is common sense, but I've never actually heard that because I didn't even know somebody would try to do that. But that I can. So the last thing I think want to hop into before we get that video, we'll talk mm -hmm. about the video because we want to end on the uh, who's at fault or who do we think is at fault. Sure. Um, 
what do you say to people, right? Like when they like, when should they contact an attorney, right? Because a lot of times people are not even that actually the, the better one I want to actually strike that. On, strike, strike that. that. Thank you. <laughs> is strike that. Tell us what uh, I'm just going to say. It, you tell me how you feel about it. The attorneys who promise people shit, right? Like, um, oh, oh, I I went to Jonathan and Jonathan told me that my case is worth seventy five, seventy five thousand dollars. But now Jonathan isn't returning my phone calls. I signed up with him and I want to I want to come to you know Josh to Bay at Love Strenfell. You know, what is my case worth? I want that 75000 What do you say to people like that who are like, is that a good attorney? Like, what What do you say to people who are hearing those things? What do you think about those attorneys? Is that something you would ever do? No, I, I, and I've never done in 12 years of practice doing this, and I will never do. Um, and I've had clients and prospective clients try to push me on it and push me on it and push me on it, and I just will not provide them with an expl- with an answer because I'm, not, I'm never going to commit at a certain point to what, to a promise that I think I'm going to be able to, that I, that I'm promising you not think I'm promising you that I'm going to get X amount of dollars for you. If you sign up with my firm or you stay with my firm or whatever like that. I mean, I can't, I, I nothing is more aggravating to me than to hear that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, because number one, the person that you tell it to is never going to, rem- is never going to forget it. Not in a million years. Are they going to forget that you, you know, they may forget every other single contents of every other single conversation that you have with them. But the one thing they'll never forget is that you told them my case was worth $50,000. They will never, ever, ever forget it. And they're going to tell everybody in their family that you told them that. And they're going to put it on, you know, social media that you told them that. And so you're pretty much locked in and you're never going to be, you're going to be dealing with that for the rest of your representation of that person. So you better damn well get them that much money if that's what you told them ahead of time. And, so I, I just will never. If, if people insist on that kind of stuff from me, then I tell them, look, then this isn't this isn't a this isn't a, a match. Like right. we're just I, this isn't a situation where I can represent you because you're like when you when you sign when you're when you sign on with a lawyer, the two of you, especially in a personal injury, this the work that I do, you guys are a team now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're t- any attorney, yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. But you're Less a team. So I think the, you're a team. Uh, DA, but as a criminal, I feel the same way. Like you can't once you, I say you have to trust your lawyer because like you don't know the law and you have to, I have to trust you that the shit you're telling me I can use and it's good, right? We're a team. I wasn't there. You have to rely. I have to rely on you to give me the information and then you have to rely on me that I'm going to use that information properly. But now it's a team where the idea is to not keep somebody out of jail. It's to make money. Right. Sure. So it's a financial investment because our firm is in, when we take, when we sign you up, when we bring you in for a personal injury representation, our firm is invest is making an investment Mm -hmm. in you and in your case and what we think we can do for you and what we're going to do for you. Sure. Because we work off of contingency fees. So we're going off of what you said, but I think this is important for people to know. I agree. Absolutely. So we work off of any type of, if you, if I'm representing you, if you're with us and I'm representing you and I'm your attorney, you will have signed a contingency fee agreement with me, which basically states that we are not going to take any money from you up front. We are going to front all costs in the case. We're going to pay all expenses in the case. And if, and only if we are able to settle your case or, you know, we go through the litigation process and we get an award in your case, then we're going to take our fees out of that award. And our fee is going to be 
almost always is going to be one third unless you're dealing with a situation with minor plaintiffs or other things like that. But our, our fee is almost always going to be one third of whatever the, whatever the final amount is. Plus we're going to reimburse ourselves for the money that we outlaid on the case, all the money that we put out for whatever, for medical records or court reporting or depositions or filings, anything like that, we're going to reimburse ourselves out of that. The rest of the money, whatever's left over, hopefully goes to you. But that's how that's going to work. We're never going to have a situation where we're signing you up and we're saying, hey, you know, we need X amount of dollars up front or... You know, we'll, I'll, I'll take your body, I'll take your personal injury case for $10,000 or anything like that. You never, if you hear that from other attorneys, that's to me, that's a sign to, to walk away. But the way we're going to do it is off of a, straight off of a contingency fee, which means to get back to what I was saying, when you form that partnership, the higher, the better result we get for you, the better result we get for us. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Right. So our, our <clears throat> success, the, the level of our success is directly contingent with the level of yours. Yep. Right. Right. That's why you got to have somebody for the next. And these cases take a long time. I mean, these cases can take forever. Yep. I mean, I'm talking years. Yep. Right. So this is a person that I'm going to be talking with via whether it's email or phone. But I'm going to have. A, I'm going to know you for the next two right. years. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I'm like you're, I'm gonna, you and I are going to have a relationship for the next two years. Sure. And for me, like I'm, I'm <clears throat> one that like I want to have. A relationship like I've and I foster it where I'm I have an actual like friendly I'm like it's almost like a friendship with these people of course my clients and you don't want to start off that relationship by saying well I, I know I know I can get you a hundred right, grand right. I know I'm not gonna because we're not gonna ever be correct it's never gonna be a productive relationship it's yeah, never gonna right. be a positive relationship and it's it's never it's damn sure never gonna become like a friendship yeah, right exactly because like, I want these people I'm gonna know these people whether or not the the the, the representation continues in, in ad infinitum, that person is going to know if they have a friend or they have a relative or they have anybody else that, yep. is, that gets into the same situation that they did. Hey, you got to call Josh. Yeah. Because he took care of me because right. my relationship with him was, was excellent. And he made me like, it, we, we talked to each other. Like we were, we, like we were friends. It was of a course. positive. Experience. If it was a positive experience and it, because, right. but you need that too, as lawyer, I think we do. Right. Because mm-hmm. you need to be able to have that, that comfort with that person yeah, absolutely. to not be like when you're picking up the, you got to be like, oh, <laughs> right. Man. Oh God. Well, the, I got to call, <laughs> I got to call Frank today. It's going to be, <laughs> and that's what people, I, I can't, I can't be in that situation because yeah. I, it, it, it puts too much added agita on my brain to deal with that on a, you know, I need to be right. like, otherwise it's just like, I look, can't believe you not just use the term agita, by the way. Like, what is this? The Sopranos, bro? I mean, I definitely, agita. Think- that's been, I uh, definitely. You. I, <laughs> you're not Italian either. I, I am. I'm like four percent. No, you're not. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Go. I definitely think the only I'm Italians trust. you know are ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> De La Soul. I'm cutting. Anyway. Uh, yeah. No. Come anyway, on. It's my no, De La Soul. Look, look. All that to say, guys, is that I believe, regardless of like what it is, whether it's criminal, whether it's personal injury, I believe that when you're looking for an attorney, the number one thing that you should go on is who do I trust? Do I trust this person? Did they tell me things honest, right? And I say, and I'll let you answer, but I say when it comes to criminal, I don't like when people come to me and then if you leave feeling all giddy and happy, something didn't go right, all right? Because at the end of the day, 
you still are like arrested and charged with something. So like you shouldn't be leaving feeling happy. You should be leaving feeling, you know what? I trust this person. And, and they told to, me, right. You informed. trust them and They're, you're informed. Correct. You know what to expect. The problem is once you come to me in, in five to 10 minutes, I should be able to explain to you, okay, here's what happened. Here's what you should expect. And you're right. Now you have more information to say, you know what? I'm not shitting bricks anymore yeah, because exactly. my lawyer told me the process. And it's probably much the same way for you in that civil world <clears throat> where they should leave feeling, you know what? I don't feel overwhelmed because I know my lawyer can answer my questions. He explained everything to me. Now, nobody should be able to say, hey, what's going to happen a year from now? Exactly. That's asking for a psychic. That's not a yep. lawyer, right? So like the same way you can't come to me be like, oh, how long am I going to jail for? My man, I don't it's, know. There's a my, lot of things that, <laughs> that go to no. that. Yep. The I same mean, way you shouldn't be like, oh, well, you got a broken back. Well, you're getting a million dollars. Like, I, There's a lot of things that play there's, into that. There's nothing yeah. that gets under my skin more than lawyers who use promises as their sale tactic, right? If, right. if I'm promising you that I'll fight for you, then that's fine, right? If I'm promising you that, you know, I know the system, I've done these, right? That's way different. That's me trying to make you feel comfortable with me, right? Like, I know what I'm doing. But the second, and it doesn't matter what I'm doing, the second you ask me, like, well, what do you think the outcome is going to be? Listen, I'm always going to hedge, right? I'm never yeah, I, going to go. I, hedge, I know I hedge down too. for a fact. 100% of the time. What's happen, always. Right? No <laughs> right. lawyer. Always. Like there's, there's no guarantee. Always under promise over deliver. Right. Yeah. And it's not that we want to hide it from you or like we want to be secretive or we don't know what we're doing it. Guys, the, you heard Josh, every case takes time. I don't care if it's criminal. They take a year, right? Things change. Okay. We get new facts. You might be injured. You might treat longer. Right. Something else might come up. Right. And everything changes with that. So, you know, listen, don't fall for that. I can't stand lawyers that do that. They, they prey on people who are in tough positions, right? right? You're either injured, you got arrested, you're getting a divorce. They'll sit there that, you know, they want you to feel comfortable, but then they're promising you shit because they know when you, and just like Josh said, the one thing you're going to leave that meeting remembering forever is, well, I talked to this person and they said 50 grand, Yep. you know, you forget everything else. And listen, that's not realistic. No right. one can tell you what you're getting. Right. You should not be, <clears throat> excuse me. You should not be hiring an attorney based off of a promise of a result. That's, Correct. That's that is insane. one of the worst ways to hire an attorney based off of what they promised you the result would be. And if you get an attorney to promise you an end result, you should have your antennas up. Go talk yep. to another five attorneys. And if no of those other five attorneys are willing to give you that, then the problem is probably the one. It's, you shouldn't even be in your first meeting or your first <clears throat> dialogue exactly. with an attorney. You shouldn't even be talking numbers. Yeah. I try to avoid it at all costs. You're, I want to talk. I want to know. I want to know how the. I want to know the, the the mechanics of the accident, and I want to know I, the my most important questions for these people is: tell me about your injuries. Tell me about what the doctors are saying. Tell me about what you're doing. So I have right. an idea of what yeah. where this is going to go in the future. That that's the most important stuff. We'll talk about the. We'll talk about potentially settling the case down the line. Yeah. When, you know what I mean? Right. Let's get it let's get you set up with an attorney so you don't have to worry about the, dealing with the insurance companies anymore and you just worry about getting, getting your healthy. life back together Correct. medically right. and we'll handle everything else. Correct. And then when the time comes, you know what? If we find out the other driver has a cheap ass policy, then I'm going to come and tell you that and I'm going to say we're going to do everything we can to get every cent of it and then we have these other options. Correct. That's that's the way it's going to develop. Yep. You know what I mean? 
So, I like that. and but, I think, and, the, but, and that that's one quick point, and then we'll watch the video. But I, I got know, one too. So just and you've I'm always gonna, one you, more thing. You've always brought this up, so I'm almost stealing it from you. But that's different than once you find out like what the policy limits are, right? So you know that hey, it's 150 thousand, right? Or it's 300 thousand. That's different, right? If you go to a, a client and you say, "Listen, I know they have three hundred thousand dollars in coverage, so I'm going for every penny," right? Mm -hmm. That's different. You're still not promising them three hundred thousand, but what you're telling them is, after I've done my due diligence, I've looked. You know, I know their. Here's what I know we can get from their policy. What's available? Yeah, and right. because of your injuries, I'm going for it all. That's yep. massively different. It still doesn't mean you're going to get that. But you're just laying out a game plan, which is what a lawyer does, right? Yep. Two B. Two A was <laughs> one what more. Was, do not. Yeah, yeah. One more. Do not. What was two A again? Sorry, guys. Don't talk to the other insurance company. That was number one. That was flag number. That was red. Red. Oh, red. don't take money from the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't right. take money from the other <laughs> person. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't take money to scene. That's one or two A. Two B. Don't leave, guys. Like if you if the police are coming or, or oh, you know yeah. that they've been called, <laughs> I, like I understand you got to get to work. I understand you got to get people to daycare. I understand that you got to get, but like don't leave. Don't stay on the scene till at least the police get there. You can provide them with the information that you got to provide them with. They can check all the boxes, make sure they do their report. Then you go. Then go because look, one, if if you cause the accident and you leave, you're going to be calling us for. Criminal, criminal representation. Oh, I promise you, not pers gonna... <laughs> not personal injury. No, you're going to be calling us for criminal representation because they're gonna they're gonna work it. They're gonna cite you. They're gonna find you, and they're gonna cite you. But two, if you, even if, if even if it's a fifty fifty, like you both went through the stop sign at the same time, or it's it's completely the other driver's fault. If you leave, mm -hmm. like you, you are making it so much more difficult down the line to to potentially. Open, to potentially have any success with a bodily injury claim or being compensated for any, any injuries you may have because the, you aren't going to be able to, no matter what your excuse is, unless it is I was having a heart attack and I had to get to the hospital or my wife was in the car and she was pregnant, pregnant nine months and pregnant and the kid's head was literally sticking out. <laughs> There's no other reason that you need to, that you need, you have to leave. They're going to be there. Unless it's in Philadelphia, they're coming. <laughs> Correct. All right, they're gonna be there. Yeah, correct. Nothing right? is more important at that. Nothing point. is more important. Look, I just again that should be self-explanatory, but I have to tell that to people. I agree. Stay and on the. Scene. I'm piggybacking right off that real quick. I know we get to this video, but stay off social media. Right. That too. All right. That is another problem, guys. If you're in an accident, <clears throat> I know in today's society is like, oh man, this bull just ran this light and hit me. Blah, 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 like all that live and, and everything. Stay off social media. Do not, because they're coming. Guys, we're talk, what we're talking about is personal injury. This is money, okay? These companies do not make billions annually by losing, all right? And one thing that they're going to do is they are going to follow you. They are going to be on your social media. And don't think just because, you know, you may have a private social media that you're good. You're not. Stay off of it. Don't be posting things, all right? Call the police. Stay there. Don't leave. Don't post. And also, I'll just real quick, and we'll get to this video. You know, you're injured, right? You call lawyers, you're injured, and then you're on Facebook, you know. Water posting skiing. pictures. Wa yeah, water yeah, skiing, swimming. What JJ just said. Yeah, you're at the gym. Yeah. So like, you don't do it. You can avoid all of these unpleasant things by staying off social media. It, the, I have told every client I've ever had. It's actually in my fee agreement, which is funny. 
if you're on social media and it hurts the case, I'm I'm out. I'm gonna withdraw because I, I've lost cases because of that. Stay off. Can't ever stress that. Yeah, out. I wish there was a button that like if you have a case, we could just shut it down for you. Be like, all right, you no longer have social media <laughs> until the end of the day. Stay off case. social media because guys. people screw themselves because of social media all Please. the time. You know, post pictures of your food, your dog, your kids, and stay off social media. Especially if you have a legal case, any kind of legal case. I don't care what it is. Agreed. It's evidence. Agreed. Brianna Teller was amongst us. We fight and shed light, so bright to fight injustice. The pink is big and small, we want them all. Please confront us. Questions on the law, JJ, who you call? Come and get your justice. Fight, 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 fight for justice. Fight, 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 fight for justice. Fight, whoa, hey, hey. Wanna know the law, you know who to call. We keep on fighting.